0: Hello, and thank you for tuning in to the Life and Couture podcast, where we are cultivating conversations for women on the journey to self love, self discovery, and entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Tara Sherman, and I'm really excited today. For this episode, I have a very special guest, Miss Artesha Longmire, the owner of Next Level Events. Thank you, Miss Artesha, for joining me today.
1: Anytime. Thank you for having
0: me. Great, so I'm not even going to hold y'all up y'all because this girl, this woman, this boss (laughs) be having so many gems and I really just want to take this podcast as an opportunity to pick her brain and really just, you know, share some good gems from from a fellow girl boss. So um, before we dive in, Artisha, I always like to give my guests an opportunity to share more about themselves. So would you mind telling the audience more about who you are and what it is that you do?
1: Okay, well, my name is Artisha Longmeyer. Um, I'm all for women empowerment. Anything that's going to empower women, I'm all for it. Um, I'm, I'm an ev- event planner as well as a promoter. Um, diving into other events and other ideas and other um, things and concepts, but first and foremost, I'll pretty much introduce myself as an event planner
0: or promoter. Cool, cool. So, uh, with that being said, how long have you been in the event industry, and do you mind sharing more with us about how you got started?
1: Yeah. Um. So I've been in the event industry since two thousand and nine. So roughly about ten years now. Um, but we still
0: twenty one.
1: <laughs> still twenty one though, right? <laughs> so, um, what I got in it kind of by accident because, um, I came home from college and uh, I used to go to Eastern Michigan. I came home, um, in two thousand nine, and um, I ended up working at Morley and didn't really have any direction. I was just kind of home because I couldn't afford to be at Eastern anymore. Mm-hmm. And um, I ended up meeting a girl that I work with and her name was Shakitra Smith and she was actually in the event promotion and uh, party promoting thing. And so I went to a party with her. I never forget it was at the prime event center in Bay city and it was put on by life music entertainment. They're no longer in business, but okay. <laughs> at the time that's, that's who was, you know, big time doing events and she was shadowing under him. Um, I think his name was, I can't remember what his name was, but, um, So he talked her into creating her own event company, and she wanted to do that. So she asked me if I would join her. And I told her, I "I really don't know much about parties and, you know, clubs, and I I don't do that. And she's like, well, you know, I I, I don't either, but, you know, I think you'd be able to help. So she ended up taking me again to another event of his, and this time we were working it, and he had me work the door. And I'm like, okay, this is not half bad, you know. And something clicked. Like, even doing that event, I'm like, okay, I get it. Like, he should raise the price right now because, you know, we have, we almost have capacity mm-hmm. and the high, you know, price of demand, you know, chart, you know how that go. So I'm like, I think this would be a sign, so I went and got him and told him, I think this is what you do. He's like, I think you got a, I think you got a life for this thing.
0: And I was like, oh,
1: you know, I don't know. So I ended up working with her, um, and doing the business part of it because business comes natural to me, mm-hmm. um numbers come natural to me, percentages come natural to me, um, just common sense things that, you know, how to put together business plans and, and th- different ways we're going to go about things, that just makes sense to me, so I did that with Gorgeous a from 2009 to about 2015, mm-hmm. um, 2015 we disbanded, uh, we went separate ways because I felt like uh, I had different way- things I wanted to do in my own creative space that I felt like, I couldn't do with D&T because that wasn't solely my company, mm-hmm. so I was kind of at a cap. So I decided to, you know, break free from that and um, do my own thing. Now I originally was called wasn't called Next Level Events. Um, I started off Next Level Marketing Group because the idea was going to be I didn't want to just do events. I wanted to have like a team of people under me that I could hire out to other people. So I wanted to be. I thought marketing would be easier. But somebody had the name, so it didn't work for me. <laughs> um, so I just I settled for the next level of events because um, my my thought process was everything I do needs to be going to, needs to go to the next level. Um, never should I be stagnant, and never should anyone around me be stagnant. Um, so with my base being my foundation being in my hometown Saginaw, Michigan, um, you know, you, with you being from Saginaw, you know how our city is is, is very Limited to different things that you know we do. First, when, yeah. when you live, when you move to a big city, you start to experience and different things that we don't have in Saginaw.
0: Right.
1: Um, Saginaw has a, a tendency to become complacent and um, very stagnant. So, I, I when I created Next Level Events in my mind, the purpose was to bring my city to the next level in every aspect. And my way of doing that was through events. So, through unity, through our, our the people in our city. Um, forcing people to get to the next level with how they conduct business, forcing people to get to the next level with being creative, with not, you know, taking the same thing over and over again from other people and redoing it. I'm just trying to force my whole city to level up <laughs> In right. so many words. So that's kind of how Next Level Events came about. And I'm sticking to my word that my events cannot be comparable to anybody else's.
0: Hey. <laughs> but that's how you got to be. Like, you got to be confident in knowing that your product, is the best product that's hitting the market. Exactly. Um, exactly. And speaking of which, okay, so I know we talked about, you You were talking about like not being stagnant and always uh-huh. taking it to the next level. What are some things that you do because... And then another thing that you also mentioned was that um, our hometown is kind of small and it's kind of limited as far as events. Um, uh-huh. What are some things that you do to, to, one, keep yourself motivated and to, two, constantly... Um, you know, keep you inspired to create and come up with new concepts and new ideas for events.
1: So one thing I do is I follow this guy. Um, his name is Michael Gardner. He's he's the owner um, and CEO of Headliner Marketing, Headliner Marketing Group, which is an event company in Miami. They do live on Sunday. That's their thing. Um, and I look up to him because he started kind of where I'm, where I started from. He's from he's from Chicago, so it's a little bit different. But he didn't know what he was doing either. He was kind of. Diving head first into the event thing and having to learn for himself how things, you know, working, what works and what doesn't work. Mm -hmm. And so to see him at such a high plateau right now, that's motivation for me because I'm like, that that can very well be me. It's not to say that because I'm in my home city, I'm going to always stay in my home city. So I have to always watch people that are already where I want to be in life, if that makes sense. Um, And I listen to different podcast such as yours i listen to different motivational speeches like you're not where you want to be because you're not putting the work in to be where you want to be um so i have to always remind myself that if there is something that's not happening for you it's on you because there's no reason why you can't reach your goals you know you have to take some time away from the things you love to do to put the work in for the things you need to do um so i have to stay motivated by doing that. I like to write a lot of stuff down. Um, sometimes I think I write too much down because I got like a lot of notebooks with a lot of different things in there and I'm like trying to piece it together. Like, where did this come from? Like, wait, okay, just go with this. Okay, all right, that makes sense. Sure. But <laughs> just getting myself organized because I'm the type of person where if I don't write it down, I will forget. I'm like, oh, yeah, I did come with that idea, huh? Okay, let's do it. <laughs> but I have to say, okay, like, say the R&B, for instance, Um, that's my, my baby right now. That was wrote down from, like, what I wanted it to be to what I envisioned the venue to look like to who how many people I wanted to be on team with me to, you know, are you bringing artists? Uh, how many people are you looking to have every week? That whole thing was wrote out to fruition. Like, so that's why I get so emotional when I see my events come to life because I know where they came from. They came from my, from my mind to the paper and then in reality. Mm-hmm. So... That alone motivates me. When I when I think about things I've already done, it's like, remember when you think you need to you can do it and you did it, like, you know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: same things will happen with this. So that's how I keep myself motivated. I gotta stay around like-minded people. I have to write things down constantly. I like to listen to motivational podcasts. Sometimes I got to turn, and and <laughs> turn off Love & Hip Hop and turn okay. off the BT, you know, and, and, and sit down and just read and listen to people that's really going places and, and already where you want to be
0: cool cool all that is good to know because for one and in any field i know it can be challenging to stay motivated and to stay you know sometimes you hit that creative block and so i think it's always good to share um i think it's always good to share with other people other women other business owners like okay i'll hit this creative block too (laughs) but right, these are some right. things you can do to get over them and so guys if you don't take anything else away from what she just said which all of it is really good um definitely that writing thing and that you know writing everything down and um cause I got like a stack of notebooks too and so it's funny how <laughs> we get these ideas randomly out of nowhere we write them down and then like you don't really have a use for them and then like right. years have passed and then you like oh shoot you know the idea comes back up again and you go back to a, a journal or a notebook and you realize you mapped it all out.
1: Exactly. So and, and sometimes I think when you, when you write the idea down, I think one thing people um, fail at is because they think that when they write the idea down, the whole plan has to come together right then and there. That's not true. Oh, that's good. Um, it's, it's just more. So you put the idea down so that you can meditate on it and think about it. And as time goes on, you'll start to piece together the, the other elements to that idea. So when you write the idea down this path and say, you have to have it all planned out right in and there. That's, that's not the point. The point is so that you don't lose that, that idea. You don't mm-hmm. lose that creative piece because what happens is if you don't write it down and you think about it, you know, briefly and then it goes away. Then somebody else does it. And it's like, hey, I, I, I thought of that. Well, it don't matter. Right. <laughs> you know, there's, there's nowhere. How would you be able to keep track of that when your mind is processing millions of thoughts a day? so for me that's why I have to do that I'm doing more than one thing every hour on the hour every day so I have to when I think about like oh I like that I like that Let me write that down because I'll come back to it and I'll add to it as I think about it it doesn't have to be executed immediately it doesn't have to be planned out to a T immediately it's just more so you getting started on an idea and keeping it on shelf for a minute so that's my
0: that's the reason why I'm doing it <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah stay organized. <laughs> organization is key let me tell you key. Mm-hmm. with anything you're trying to do if you it to work better get you a system of organization in place or you're going to be everywhere yes so yes and then um just moving forward um can you share some pros and cons of being in this field being in this um events industry okay let's start with the pros first okay. um <laughs> Dang, you don't want to leave us on a good note <laughs> yeah
1: you know what you're right let's start with the cons first let's start with the, cons. the cons of let's do it this way the cons of a female being in this industry is that you're always going to get hit on by other men <laughs> um and that comes with the territory you just got to know how to pull it back but on the other side of that you have to like really invest more time and energy into proving yourself than a man would have to do because for some reason, men don't take women as serious in the in, in the event industry as they do other guys because this is a male dominated industry. So you have to out the gate establish. Hey, listen, I'm not playing. This this is not a game to me. This is my this is my my livelihood. This is my business. Everything I'm doing is all about business. This, this ain't no playtime. I'm not trying to you know go on no dates with none of y'all. This is you are my colleague at this point in time. Like you are my if we were in a uh, employment. Said you're my co-worker
0: <laughs> mm-hmm, right. so
1: i think that's the, the major con is that just like any, just like a, a woman in the workplace you have to prove yourself even more because men tend to only look at you as like a minuscule part of the event industry like the only women in the, in the event industry are like bottle girls or you know uh go-go dancers or street team you know they're there to be the face of the event they're supposed to they're there to look good but i'm right smiling
0: look there. pretty
1: smile and look pretty, get your makeup done, your hair done, you know, and that's fine for someone who wants to do that. That's not, no shade to anyone who does that. But I'm more than that. I'm the girl that hires those girls. (laughs) You know, I'm the female that puts all that together so we can have that look. So for me, I think that's the hardest part. It's probably one of the the biggest cons is just having to prove yourself as a woman in the event industry and let guys know, listen, you're going to respect me if you don't do nothing else and you're not gonna talk to me any kind of way you're not gonna demean me or
0: discredit me oh my gosh (laughs)
1: because i'm just as important if not more than you in this industry right now
0: and so so what's crazy is okay because and y'all let me just let me be real clear when i say this all jobs look by any means make your money Uh but um you know what i'm saying and, and those aren't like you know bottle girls and like you know the street team and stuff like that those are still really good positions to have Very good positions mm-hmm. yeah but the thing is is like the problem comes in when when it's like this facade and i think this is like this in a lot of different industries where they feel like women are supposed to smile and look pretty like yep. <laughs> like mm-hmm. somehow we're less competent or somehow we're less capable of doing the exact same job as our male counterparts and so I'm glad that you did address that because when I say that is a very, <laughs> Oh my gosh, like a everyday struggle and I'm just like, y'all driving me crazy. I'm tired of having to stand my ground and then, okay. So talk to me more about, um, you standing your ground and does that give you a reputation for quote unquote being a bitch? Um, yep. and how do you handle, how do you handle that reputation? Cause well I'm not gonna answer it for you how do you, I'm, how do you handle that reputation in your turn
1: <laughs> okay well the thing is the fact that because someone is standing their ground can make you you know a bitch or whatever is already a problem in itself because you know if a man stands up to another man he's just being a man you know he, he's not letting his man get challenged but if a woman stands up to a man um, then it's almost like she, like you, out of out of line or out of pocket, you know. And it's never that. I think for me, the way I deal with it is that I, just just because you're standing your ground doesn't mean you have to be rude or be nasty to anybody. Um, it's the way to do it and still stay professional. Right. But I
0: just make it very clear. Oh, I'm sorry know, to interrupt. Can you say that line one more time? That's a gym, y'all. Catch that. Say it one more time. It's, <laughs> it's
1: just just because you're standing your ground doesn't mean you have to be rude and nasty to people and, and talk to people in any kind of way. Um, there's a way to get your point across without being abrasive and without, you know, getting misconstrued of being arrogant or being rude. There is a way to do that. Mm -hmm. So for me, I like to reiterate my purpose in the situation um, and remind them that I don't have to work with said people. You know, I don't... At this point, it's a privilege for me to be around because I can work with any and everybody at this point or or by myself. Um, And while I would like to you know, continue business relationships with you or whoever else, if I'm going to continue to be disrespected or discredited, we're going to sever this, this relationship and just keep moving and go separate ways. Mm-hmm. And no, most times, because of the way I, I approach that situation, no one's ever been like, is yeah, she a bitch? Or, you know, like, I don't with her. It's always like, I respect that. That's cool. You know, even if they put it like this, if they did say it, it's never been said to my face. <laughs> it's never been said directly to me. And it's never gotten back to me. So for me, I just try to focus on still staying respectful, but throw that dainty throw that dainty stuff out the window for a minute. Like you know, when you a woman in business, you gotta kind of get savage a little bit. Like, listen, it's not going down like that. It's going to be this way because this way makes the most sense. If you don't like it, let's go our separate ways. You mm-hmm. know, and that's it's just only right. I don't feel like anyone should be afraid to speak up on anything that's not going you know the way they think they should be going because they don't want to be looked at a certain way i got rid of that a long time ago
0: chopping <laughs> so i stopped
1: thinking about that a long time ago <laughs> <laughs> after you get so much money messed up <laughs> and so many deals fall through because all because you were too afraid to speak up on something you knew was right after a while you gotta say listen put back.
0: look <laughs> like, okay because you know me and you I yeah. I. <laughs>
1: uh-huh, okay.
0: <laughs> right, but you got to so, learn yeah. your lessons the hard way, though, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, if some
1: if some lessons got to be learned the hard way. You know, it's it's kind of inevitable. Um, and uh, And with this industry, a lot of lessons are going to be learned the hard way. Because for me, I didn't have no guide. I didn't have nobody to hold my hand and walk me through it. I had to learn this stuff in and out. I had to write a few bad contracts before I realized, dang, that was dumb. (laughs) You know, I had to take a few agreements before I realized, dang, they played us. You know, it's a learning curve. You don't know everything. You won't know everything. That's fine. The issue becomes if you don't learn from the mistakes. If you're still making the mistakes over and over again, you're in the wrong industry. (laughs) Um, But for me, I just feel like nothing is ever a regret. It's always a learning experience. It's always like, I never do that again because I remember when ABC happened. This is how it turned out and I ain't like that. Right. So everything is just more so of a, a collective um a collective positive things that I know I don't want to do anymore. I know I can't do it, don't work for me. Mm. And I think that's how women have to be. We just can't be scared. There's no there's no room for no fear in this game. <laughs>
0: like Ooh, say that one more time.
1: There's no room for no fear. Like what is fear? What's that? Scared.
0: Scared of what? <laughs> right. I swear I was just telling uh, I was just telling somebody close to me that today um, because like they've been growing and they've been you know being promoted and having new opportunities and the first thing they said today was I'm scared of XY Z and I'm like look first of all um like I', I was like I can't even sugarcoat like I can't even sugarcoat it but I, I understand it oh this is my whole thing for 2019 I understand it but I'm not excusing it so, <laughs> So I exactly. understand that fear, especially when you're new to something, um, mm-hmm. you don't really know what's going on. You you know you blazing a new trails. Nobody really guiding you, holding your hand, telling right. you how to do this the right way. So I get it. That feeling of fear is gonna come, right? right. But it's really no room for it. It's really no time for it. And you really just, sure you you really just gotta take confidence in your power and your authority, or it's gonna mm-hmm. continue to lie dormant in you, and you're not. You're not going to be able to be used for your purpose because you let fear override your purpose. So, it's, it's
1: a lot of people, it's a lot of great people that are still dormant because they're afraid to move out of their shell. They're scared, of the, they're afraid of the unknown. I would say, turn that fear into excitement. Any, you know, anything that's brought to me that I've never done before, it may, at first, it comes off like, oh man, I'm nervous I'm scared. But at the same time, it's exciting because. If I for this, that's a whole other skill I get to, I get to put on my resume. You know, if, if I make this work, that makes me just that much more greater than I was before. So for me, new experiences are starting to become more exciting to me than it is more of a fear factor because, yeah, I may not know the whole, the ins and outs of everything. I may not have done it. I may have done it maybe just a little bit. Who knows? But anytime I get a position to be better than what I am right now, I'm excited mm-hmm. <laughs> because I Sometimes I get to the point, I'm like I don't know. Can it get any better? Can we get any greater? Like sometimes when you conquer so many goals and you get get through so many of your you know your quarterly goals and yearly goals, you start to feel I'm
0: like what else? What, what else can I do? What have what have I not done? Girl, so I swear, <laughs> twenty eighteen was like that for me, and then now I get to twenty nineteen. I'm like, you know, I just wrote seven new books. I'm like, dang, what's next? Like, <laughs> <laughs> kudos to you for those seven books because, woof, that's a lot, baby. Listen. <laughs> Listen, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, but it, it was a lot of work. It was a, like, you know how you, you get this vision and you're like, okay, I'm going to tackle this and this and this. Mm-hmm. And then it's always way more work. Even if you plan it out to a T, it's always way more work, way more hiccups than you can account for. Mm-hmm.
1: It is. It's, it's going to be, but it's going to be worth it, though. You know, that's how I look at it. Put the work in now yeah. so you can see the beauty in it later. That's right. Um, so, you just got to suck it up, man. You know, it. it's going to be some things that's going to happen that's going to be a little uncomfortable, but it'll be worth it.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, that's that's true. That's very true. So, are there any more cons to this field, or is you going to leave us on a good note with some pros? I'm going to leave
1: you on a good note. I think, that's, I think for me, that's the biggest con. There aren't a whole lot of cons, except that you are going to run into snakes everybody yeah. isn't you know going to do good business and unfortunately some people are really good at being dishonest <laughs> and um they that's they
0: their profession
1: it. yes that is their job right they're, they disguise it really well and you may have to be under that person for a while before you realize like man no, this this no it's not working They're mm-hmm. snakes, you know that's the con especially in this industry because and especially for women because we are the target Normally, females are the easiest to maneuver around because we're more vulnerable, typically, um, and more naive. But then every now and then, you run up on a female that aint that's not that. <laughs> and if anything, she may be able to show you a couple things. So that's what I would say. The cons is, you know, having to prove yourself as a female boss, a female businesswoman, you know, that in this game, get people to take you serious, and then having to run across snakes, but snakes come in, in the industry. Um, as far as pros go, the pros is, obviously, will be monetary pros, you know, <laughs> it can be very lucrative, if you know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say, I like, I think the, the biggest pro for me, is all the relationships I've built, and in being in the, in the event industry, like, That's amazing. Even, even if we haven't collaborated, I've been in conjunction, before with, other promoters, met a lot of different artists, know a lot of different club owners, a lot of different security task force, a lot of DJs. There's a lot of connections in the event industry. And I I don't take those lightly. Um, Anyone that ever comes to me and they say, hey, you know, what can I do to be a promoter? I would say your first key is networking. Networking is very important. Um, Because if you don't have a network of um, very resourceful people, you're going to be stuck. Yeah. <laughs> um. You're gonna find yourself having to go through many, millions of people just to get a DJ. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, or going through all these people just to get a venue. And you need, if you would have set that network up in the beginning, you have that. Cause my thing is, I don't want to know the plug. I want to feed the plug. So, Ooh. with that being said, you can't do that unless you network.
0: <laughs> <laughs> true. True. You gotta be able to connect the dots
1: exactly so you can be that power person that's my goal I don't want to have to call nobody like you know somebody can do this no I, I am that person you call for that so okay. I think that's the a biggest pro is that you you were, there are a lot of opportunities to build a lot of good relationships business and personal in this industry so
0: dope 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 mm-hmm. okay so next thing can you share some advice for anyone who wants to get into the events industry or for anyone who wants to become a promoter?
1: First things first, do not worry about nobody else. <laughs> um, I always say you pass to the competition, but you don't let the competition take your business out. Um, because some people are too worried about what the competition is doing to the fact that they're literally coming blind to their own business. Right. So, for instance, it's like I'm aware of, of the events that's that's happening, maybe in close proximity to my event, but I don't move no different because of what nobody else is doing. I'm going to still do what I want to do and what I know is going to work regardless of what this promoter does, what that promoter does. That doesn't have anything to do with me. I'm aware of it in the sense of if you need it to benefit your business, you need to you need to be aware of what everybody's doing in the sense of if I know that this same promoter, Charges entirely way too much to get in his events then what I need to be doing. You need to be thinking about altering your prices to get in your, in your events and making your experience better, so that when you do raise your prices, people don't have a problem paying them. Um, so that, that's what I mean by paying paying attention to your competition, but not letting it take you out the game. Right.
0: Um,
1: I will also say, um, always never move too hastily. You know, you got to think every move through, especially in events because this is all business, and so if you make the wrong move chasing money, or you accept the first deal, you can find yourself regretting a lot of different things, so like, first, when I was younger, my my uncle, Kenny, rest in peace, he taught me how to play chess at a very young age, like nine years old, I knew how to play chess, Um, but he did this thing where he would say, you can't go outside until you you know we end this game, so I would start making like just any old move on the chessboard just so we get the game over with. And he'll move the, pe- the, the chess piece back. Like, why you make that move? And I would say, I don't know. He's like, stop making moves without thinking about it. Like, mm-hmm. if you don't know, if you have not put no thought into the moves you're making, stop making them because then what? What's the outcome? So ever since then, I've always kept that in the back of my mind. Like, stop making moves without thinking you have to always think everything through and everyone's going to have an opinion on what you should be doing mm-hmm. everyone's going to have advice on what you should be doing listen there's such thing as called unsolicited advice okay and you can't take everybody's advice it's everybody, a very
0: real thing a very, very popular thing,
1: thing. <laughs> <laughs> everybody i'm gonna just put it to you like this and be as real as possible everybody's not in a position to give advice oh okay and you shouldn't be taking advice from everybody and anybody Never take advice from nobody who's not doing doing things themselves. They're, they're, they shouldn't even be talking to you right now. Mm-hmm. Um, or haven't done anything. You have to know who to listen to and who not to listen to. Because some people are only advising you for your demise. Um, only telling mm-hmm. you what they think you should be doing because they want to see you fail. And you don't know nothing, so you listening. I just wouldn't take advice from anybody. So, And and with that being said, at that this, in the same breath, you have to have confidence in yourself. Some things you have to believe, yes, this can work. Like I listen, I know this can work. You know, without being arrogant, you have to have some kind of confidence in yourself. Shouldn't nobody be able to come and just talk you out of all your ideas? Yeah. Um, <laughs> you should be able to confidently say, I'm doing this, this is why I'm doing it, and this is what I expect from it. Yeah. And no one should be able to tell you not to do it. No one should be able to tell you how to do it. You should have some confidence in some of the stuff you're doing, you know, on your own without somebody having a, a intake on it. Yeah. So that's what I would. That's what I would advise uh, for any upcoming promoter. Oh, and do not expect to make thousands and millions of dollars doing this. That's not that. <laughs> um, you'll lose more money before you make money in the event in the event industry. Yeah, and I think sure. I think that's you know a really big myth that oh you make a whole lot of money. You can, but you're going to lose more than you're going to make in the beginning because you're not going to really understand how to get profit and revenue because there are so many expenses that have to be covered. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you don't have a plan on, you're going to, you know, are we going to cover expenses out of our pocket? And then whatever we make, you know, from the event be all profit or are we going to take it out of the profit? You know, you're not going to understand none of that until you actually start doing it. But if you're doing it strictly for money, you do not need
0: to be promoting doing events. <laughs> Ooh, thank you, girl. Thank you, uh-huh. girl. <laughs> thank you because, and then I don't know um, for my listeners out there, I actually um, started in the event industry too. So my very first business, I was an event planner. Uh-huh. Um, and I, I'm i not sure when you and I actually connected. I think it may have been when I it was, was doing events. Wasn't it event. a Couture Events? Yeah. Okay, so it was. So it was. Uh-huh. So um, she and I just. For you guys listening give you a little backstory she and i have um we've known each other for quite some while uh-huh. quite some while i will say that um we are definitely boss friends <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. and so a lot of what you were saying about being confident and Your idea of being confident in your projects, being confident in your business, being confident in whatever it is that you are putting out because um, Even I know with with me and you you or you and I we bounce a lot of ideas back and forth off of each other and Mm -hmm. You know we but first what we do is we map it out. This is what I want to do This is what I hope to gain from it And this is what I expect from it and then if it's something that's not sitting sitting well with us We are really good about seeking counsel yep, but that's tricky, too, even with who you mm-hmm. share those ideas with and who you share yeah, exactly. different things with. And so um, I just wanted to kind of add that on, too. While you do have to be mindful of who you take advice from, also mm-hmm. be mindful of who you sharing with, share well. your ideas with. Yeah. And I meant, to, I meant to mention that, too. You know, you do need to be very careful
1: and mindful about who you share your ideas with because that's the easiest way to lose custody of your ideas when you get to share and stuff and see what happens is i think people get to sharing ideas before they're even really mapped out mm-hmm. so they're like really literally rough ideas so they share with somebody who has the money right now they have the resources right now and they take the idea and run with it now it becomes their idea
0: right and then you upset but you can't really be upset because can't really be upset but that's not something you learn <laughs> until you do it a few times <laughs> exactly
1: that goes back to what i said before that's that's one of those bump your head moments yeah you know do it a couple times you think you can trust certain people and you can't Mm -hmm. and it's fine it's okay you know to have to to move like that but after a while you'll start learning like oh let me keep this to myself this is too major or too great of an idea for this to get leaked out then somebody take it and what normally happens is someone's gonna take it and do it way more watered down than you
0: would've did it Yeah. (laughs) and so you watching a watered down version of your vision your baby and and it's making you Agitated, but uh-huh. I think because um, I'm pretty sure this is a, an experience that you and I have both had. Um, uh-huh. And then even now, like bump your head, but but the the truth in character and the truth in if you are really meant to be doing what you're doing is how many times can you get back up again? Uh-huh. Um, because I think even now for me, you at this stage in our business, like we've had some great successes, um, uh-huh. we've accomplished some pretty amazing things just to like okay. celebrate our work our hard work right. but um I still think even now at this stage just like sometimes we start projects that take off way faster than we anticipated them to exactly. and so we got to learn at a faster pace and so uh-huh. like even now we still face these learning curves and we still face certain challenges and so yep. you know so that's something else don't get discouraged uh-huh. don't get discouraged don't, or get don't, don't get discouraged and quit. You can be discouraged. That's it. You, can be <laughs> discouraged. you gotta get you gotta get back
1: re encouraged because, you know, it it's, it's not easy. You know, no matter whether you're in the event industry, whether you're in the you know, the makeup industry or whatever, no matter what you do, I think the I think the biggest myth about entrepreneurship and being self employed is that it's easy. It's easier than work for somebody else. No, actually it's harder because mm-hmm. Everything rides on you. Like you, you, are solely responsible for every piece of your business. Sure. If you don't file the taxes for your business, guess whose fault is that? Is yours. If you have people that's working for you and you can't pay them, guess whose fault that is? That's yours. <laughs> you don't have those worries when you work for somebody else. You know, you just get your text and you keep moving. But when you're an entrepreneur, there's a whole other level of responsibility and accountability that comes with that. That I don't think people are necessarily ready for. Wednesday, embarking, becoming an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like I said, there's going to be times where you feel really, really motivated and encouraged. Like, yes, yes, I can do it. But there's going
0: to be times it's like, man, what have I got myself into? Crying <laughs> in the corner, it. crying on the bathroom <laughs> floor. Right. <laughs> in the corner
1: crying on the pillow. But either way, what I've learned is that I have to learn to be motivated even when I'm succeeding and even when I'm failing. That's because amazing. some people can have really... Um, numerous successes back to back, and what happens is they get lax. Mm-hmm. So they're never growing anymore because they feel like, man, I didn't did it all. No, you. For me, it's never enough. Like in my mind, people always saying, man, you're doing this, you're doing that, and in my mind, I'm not working hard enough. Like mm-hmm. it's always somebody working harder than me, and I feel like I don't want to be out work. Mm-hmm. So I'm always in my mind not working to my potential. Mm-hmm. Even though to everyone else, it looks like you're doing a lot and you know you're working really hard, but for me, it's not enough. I have to keep going. I have to keep getting bigger and better because there's too many opportunities for somebody to take your spot. Mm-hmm. So as soon as you get to chilling in that throne, that's when somebody's going to come kick you off of it. <laughs> so own so, it.
0: You know, with ownership comes maintenance. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that's exactly what it is. Like, you get to sleeping if you want to. You can't be, be sleeping on the floor under that throne to somebody else, you know. <laughs> <laughs> gotta keep moving like you have to keep doing it don't matter how great your event is it don't matter how great your product is it doesn't matter you have to keep growing and getting bigger and getting better and learning and be willing to learn everyone is coachable Mm -hmm. Everyone. there's not one person I know that knows every single thing about this industry so even people that's been in for way longer than me they've been in it for years consistently they're still learning they're still you know grasping new concepts and embarking into new journeys and there these things are brand spanking new to them so that's what I mean by there's no there's not there should be not there shouldn't be a time where you feel like oh already ain't nothing else for me to learn yes it is <laughs> yeah. yes it is and if you feel like you hit a cap doing one part of the event industry find another now let's look at investment now now let's look at club ownership now let's look at sponsorships now like you know there's different pieces of the industry that you can be learning that I'm pretty sure you don't know how to do <laughs> so that's all I, that's my spill on that
0: that's good but well, that's good thank you for sharing um okay. next thing I want to talk to you about some of your upcoming projects some of your current oh, projects what you got going on girl what's going on girl, What
1: what the I got? It Shades of R&B. Every single Thursday at Blue Note, Lounge and Grill here in Saginaw, Michigan, it Shades of R&B. It's um, basically a party centered around R&B music. Um, and not just, see, when I say that, people think just slow music, and that's not that. R&B has a large array of music, both slow and mid-tempo and up-tempo. And so, each Thursday, we have a party. We celebrate life. You know, mm-hmm. it's the beginning of the weekend. Everyone's kind of ready to start their weekend, start turn up. And we have a good time. We have a signature drink. It's called Silent Groove. I
0: can't yeah, tell that's you cute. You. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I can't tell you what's in it. Um, it's a secret. But um, that's our signature drink for Shades R&B. You can't get that anywhere else except Blue Note on Thursdays. You can't get it any other day but Thursdays. Um, shout out to my Shout out to my team. Uh, Zoo can be in these, they will be, you know, without them, I don't have a, have a program and, you know, I have to be honest enough to be able to say that it's not just me. Um, no matter if you came up with the concept and the idea or not, somebody still had to help you. If someone helps you put that, that plan together, you got to give your shout outs to them. So yeah. shout outs to them. Um, but every week it's a different, it's a good vibe. It's a really good vibe. And if, if you're, if you're listening to this podcast and you're from Saginaw and the surrounding areas you can come and share his R&B and check it out for yourself. We do artist tributes every week. We do karaoke sometimes. I'm looking at some doing some other things that I can't really say because they're not solidified and I don't talk about things that are already, you know, moving. So Okay. Um, <laughs> but we're looking at growing that. So that's one event. The um, other event I'm working on is Brunch with Beauties. Um, that's a woman empowerment event. Um, and basically, it's just to make women feel how I feel like every woman should feel, completely beautiful, whether you have a man or not, um, whether everything is going okay, this event is supposed to make you feel like, for once, I feel good about myself, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I'm, and I'm around other women that feel good about themselves. Or it should feel where if I don't necessarily feel all that great about myself, where I'm kind of down in the dumps. We, so I want to have surrounding women to help you bring bring up your spirits like a sister circle pretty much um so it'll be a brunch it's kind of like a day party it'll be a d- dj there um i'll have different vendors selling makeup and hair and things that you know females like <laughs> mm-hmm. um different est- esthetician services uh lash services wax services uh anything that you would need to, for the upkeep and self-love for a woman i'm going to have those um, there for you. Um, I think that's going to be a really good look. That's my first event by myself with no collaboration with anyone, um, and so I'm really excited
0: for that. Um, see, I turned that, that that word fear to excited. Yes. <laughs> um,
1: really, really excited for that. I'm uh, really, really, really excited to see how women, you know, um, relate to that and how they what they take away from it. I'm really, really, really excited for that. And then the latest thing. Um, shout out to Lick Network. Um, um, I will be hosting my own podcast entitled Lipstick Diaries. Um going to talk about what we kinda of like what we're doing right now, talking about being a woman in, in business and different things happening to social media that needs to be addressed. Um, anything that I feel will be marketable for my for the audiences, we're gonna talk about it and then we're gonna give it to you real and raw. Ain't gonna be no sugar coating. So if you looking for somebody to give you the CNN version of it. This ain't the
0: podcast for you that ain't
1: it we gonna make you live we gonna have a good time so that's so far what I have in the works anything else I'm still you know working out that notebook I told you about
0: good bringing ideas
1: back and um keep it moving but so far those are my three major deals right now
0: cool cool well congratulations on everything um that's a lot to juggle but I'm excited for you so I'm excited for you 7
1: (laughs) (laughs) you
0: know. no it's still something that's huge that's huge for your industry and so um before we wrap up i just want to say thank you so much again no problem for no problem. being a guest it's always a pleasure talking to you um mm-hmm. You always share so much information. Um, always extremely transparent and authentic, and that is very much appreciated on the Life Couture podcast. So, before we close out, um, where can my audience plug into you at? What's your social media handles like? Where can where can we find Artisha?
1: Okay, well, I am on Facebook. Um, you can type in Artisha S Longmire. That's how you can reach me on Facebook.
0: Um, and I'll also, I also, have- sorry to interrupt, but I also leave all her information in the episode notes as well. So spelling and everything will be in the episode notes. Sorry Thank keep you so me. much.
1: Thank you so much. Because um, I didn't really want to go spelling my name out on this podcast. but <laughs>
0: <laughs> I see you hesitate. I was like, let me jump in. <laughs> it, was bit,
1: it was a bit much, right. Okay. And then on Instagram, I have two pages. I have my personal page, which is underscore, as told by Tisha, um, underscore. And then we also have the Shades and R&B Instagram page where you can um be updated on when our next uh shays r&b parties will be events will be what artists will be tribute um everything you need to know will be on that on that page um and then i'm also on snapchat um you can find me at oh oh hey tisha it's like she said she'll have a spelling you know in the description for you but that's all my social media oh no i am on twitter now thanks thanks to you i forgot about that um I think my Twitter name yeah,
0: is Love Underscore. I like to bat, bat influence everyone once in a while. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Love Underscore
1: XOXO XO, Tisha. Um, but again, she'll have that spelling in the, in, the, in the description for you. So I'm on every platform, have to be.
0: <laughs> cool, 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 cool. So, I know I said thank you like a million times. So, um, before we close out, any last remarks? You know. Um. First things first, thank you for having me
1: on this show. No problem. Um it's a pleasure and it's a privilege to be a to be a, a guest on your podcast. I definitely appreciate that.
0: Thank um
1: you. to anyone listening, I hope you took something from this. I know at times I get kind of carried away, get a little talking a little fast and get a little excited, but <laughs> <laughs> um I hope that you I hope somebody can take something away from this. And the the main thing is do not be discouraged. Um is if you have a purpose, there's no one that can take that from you. Um, you have to just stay true to it, stay diligent in it, and I promise you, you'll you'll yield the results that you want to yield. Um, you have to take time for yourself, though. You have you do have to um, embark on your self love and self care because if you don't take care of yourself and love yourself, then nothing you do was going to prosper because that's a reflection of who you are. If you not even take care of who you are, then nothing's going to help. Ha- nothing's going to happen for you. So you do have to take that time for yourself. Um, don't be afraid to clean out some dead weight. I uh, don't know if that's going to be toxic boyfriends and girlfriends, snip, um, toxic snip. friendships, snip snip, jobs getting in the snip, way. Snip, you know, snip. yeah, you gotta get, you gotta get rid of anything that's going to distract you from your vision and your purpose and your goals. Uh, we're in a new year and we only 11 days in. It's not too late to get started on goals and get, and really get rocking and rolling. It's never too late. Do not wait. You know, time is of the essence and life is literally precious and it's short so whatever you want to do I would say go for it forget the ifs ands, and buts, forget the naysayers go for yours because you only to get one life, you need to live it that's my mm-hmm. spiel and
0: that's that <laughs> thank you again and for those of you mm-hmm. who are tuning in thank you so much for listening to the Life Couture Podcast thank you for your continued support and until next time